The first definition of a mother is to bring up a child with care and affection. We mother at home, in the classroom, as therapists, as case managers, and mentors. I'm Christian, a mother of three at home, a mother to the teen girls I mentor, and a mother to the hundreds of students I've had in my 10 years of teaching. Passing the Crown was created for the mothering youth. Join me bi-weekly as we help you help build the next generation of strong, amazing young women. Got 24K vision? You've got a dream so big it feels impossible to carry alone. You filled countless notebooks, the notes section of your phone, and a ton of random sticky notes. God save the trees. But you still haven't taken action on your big vision. You know that you're here for impact. Money matters to fund your vision, but the real raw transformation that's what you're invested in. Do you want to know how close you really are to launching your big idea? Take the 24K vision assessment to find out. Click the link in the show notes or down below this video and let's do this. How I learned these things, of course, are through class experience. So I really remember about year six for me, things started to like heat up. I started to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm getting good at this. I keep hearing that I'm a good teacher. So I know I know how to teach a lesson, but what I was starting to realize was I wasn't being as effective in my teaching because I didn't have my classroom management together. I was a bit all over the place because there were some things that I was lacking that weren't making me a great teacher. So year six is when I sat down and I really started to focus in on how can I be a better teacher and how can I make my classroom more effective to where I'm not going home every day overworked, angry, and just... Okay, teacher friends, y'all know what I'm talking about. So the first thing I want to talk about is getting your students to pay attention to you. I cannot teach anything if I don't, first of all, have my students' attention. So year six for me, I was at a new school and I started to realize, okay, I'm giving directions, right? I'll say, okay, y'all, we're doing this, 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 and this. I'll walk around the room. I'll notice a few kids working, but it's more kids that are not. Um, What's what's happening? Why aren't we doing anything? Oh, Ms. Burroughs, can you uh, repeat the directions? Because I didn't get them. Okay, so we're not getting stuff done because people are not understanding my directions or people are not listening to my directions. So of course what came next is what can I do to make them listen to my directions? And another thing would be, I could be up in front of the classroom talking, trying to lead a conversation and students aren't engaging with me because they're, you know, having side conversations or just focus is elsewhere. 
I also started to realize that I wasn't being as effective because of some things that I was lacking. Organization, time management. So this was the year I decided to sit down and say, this isn't working, let's figure some things out. I started talking more to veteran teachers and just paying attention to little things that I was doing that I saw other places. So I became more purposeful in my actions and my words and my relationship and approach toward the kids. I also wanna say here that it took time for me to get this perfected. It also took me being consistent. I never let up. Even if I failed on day one, I came back on day two and I tried again. On day three, I tried again. On day four, I tried again. It's about not giving up and taking charge of your space in your classroom. It's also about respect. I did not get my students to do what I needed them to do by yelling at them, being mean to them, punishing them. I got my students to do what I want them to do or what I needed them to do by being kind, respectful, organized, prepared, and purposeful. So I have five strategies that are the most important for me as far as a foundation for when I started appropriately managing my classroom. Thing one, I read in a book, Teach Like a Champion. It's a great book, friends, okay? They talked about being still and commanding attention when you're given directions. So I started being mindful and purposeful of that when I gave directions. I would stand there and stare at the kids awkwardly with a blank face until everybody was quiet and staring at me like, mm, what she got going on? And then I gave a spill, slightly. I know that what you are talking about is very important to you, but right now, what I am talking about is very important to my class and to everyone in my class. So while I'm talking, I need your important conversation to stop because what I am saying is important for the atmosphere. So thank you for not talking while I'm talking and giving directions. The more I did that, the more I addressed my students with that expectation, the easier it became for them to automatically do it. Cause we already know the expectation. We already know that when Ms. Burroughs is talking, I'm being quiet cause she's saying something important about the atmosphere and I gotta listen. And I never let up. Every time I give directions, I stop and I make sure everyone in my space is listening to me and looking at me. In addition to that, 
when other people are talking in my classroom, the students, I also give them that same respect. It is apparent and known in my classroom that when someone has the floor and they are addressing the room and the atmosphere, then we are all quiet and respectful and listening to them. In addition to that, I made sure that the directions that I gave them were clear. I didn't do a bunch of extra talking. I got right to the point. I let them know what it was I needed them to do, why we were doing that, and then I repeated again what I need them to do. I also started a practice of having a screen like a Google slideshow. So I would have a screen posted with the same directions. They heard it from me. They also saw it on the screen. When you're given directions, stop, command all attention for your classroom and be clear in the directions that you are given. When a student tries to interrupt my directions with a question, I simply put my finger up in their position and I continue talking. Once again, the more I do that and I do not address them, the more the students know, one second, I will answer your question when I'm done. Thing two, I had to learn to make engaging lessons. These ultimately are children, okay? So if I'm just standing up there talking at them for long periods of time, yeah, they're going to be talky. They're going to be fidgety. They're going to be anxious. They're going to be out of it and not paying attention. So I always include a brain break in my lesson. When I know that I have to do a bunch of talking or I'm reading a lot, I always pause at a certain point and give my students a brain break. Three minute brain break. Get up, walk around the room, stretch your legs, stand in the door. Feel free to poke your head out real quick if you want to. If you abuse that head poke out to get some of that fresh hallway air, then we will never do it again. But I give them the opportunity to get up and walk around. I let them know. Okay, y'all, I'm sorry. I know that that was a lot of information, but that was all important to what we're about to do next. But before we continue, I'm going to pause and give y'all three minutes to relax y'all's brains because I know y'all's brains were just working real hard. And then I put a three-minute timer on the board. Once we get back to the work, I make sure that I allow them time to work together time to engage and speak with their peers. I'm not making them sit there and be quiet while I'm just talking at them. I have some times where they turn and talk to somebody. I have times where they have to get up and go talk to somebody at another table. There might even be a time where I just tell them to get up and walk around the table just because I want them to be moving around and active so that they can pay attention to what I'm saying. I make sure that the lesson material looks good. It's clear for them. I'm always making sure they are being active. 
and never them just sitting and taking in my information. Allow them to talk to each other, allow them to get up, move around the classroom, allow them to think together and talk it out. A third thing that helped me was having class systems and routines. One of the biggest things for me were class secretaries. Ms. Burroughs forgets a lot of information. So I hired class secretaries. They get paid with class dojo points. I'll talk about class dojo in just a second. My secretaries have to apply for their jobs and they are excited because they get to stamp people's papers to show, okay, this person finished their paper before your timer went off. They get to take up stuff. They get to pass out stuff. If I need an errand run, they get to run my errand. They keep the timers for me. They remind me to take attendance. That's one of my systems. I hired classroom workers to help take some of the load off of me so that I can do my best teaching. And the kids feel really honored and responsible when they get to do things around the classroom. And in all times, I wanna insert right here, make sure you're being respectful to your students. Treat them kind, teach them discipline in a polite and kind way. Remember that they are people and the more you do that, the more you are consistent, the more you discipline them and the rules that you have for your space, then the students will conform. Another system that I use a lot is class dojo. Like I just said, the students get points for doing different things. I turned my homework in today. I'm getting some dojo points. I helped this person answer this question, I'm getting some dojo points. You were on time to class every day this week, you're getting some dojo points. I give the kids accolades for the things that they do. When I'm in the learning, when I'm teaching, if a kid answers a question, I tell them, okay, thank you for your courage to say that answer out loud. That's not what I was looking for, but thank you for not leaving me up here hanging. Pump them up, give them rewards. They like things like that. The system that I use is Class Dojo. Every three weeks, we have a point auction. With the point auction, they get things like lunch with the teacher, no homework pass, drop the lowest grade pass. So just different classroom things. It's not necessarily stuff I go buy. It's things that they enjoy doing in a class. Listening to headphones while you're working, sitting in the teacher's chair while you're working, picking your own seat, eating lunch in the teacher's classroom. The last thing that helped me with my classroom management, well, y'all, these were the four biggest or base things that helped me with my classroom management. But the fourth thing that helped me with my classroom management was me being prepared. Sometimes because I was a good teacher and I knew it, I would try to go in there and wing it. And when the kids could, t like, or I, I'm sure that the kids could not tell cause I'm, I just did a good job, you feel me? <coughs> okay, but I'm sure that the students couldn't tell, but 
because I was unprepared. There was a lot of idle time. I was trying to get from this thought to that thought. I didn't have smooth transitions. I didn't have good questions. My activities were cool, but they weren't that hands-on or that interactive. But when I became prepared, everything flowed. And when everything flowed for me, when my lesson was smooth, when I had my PowerPoint up there with my timers in it, the kids were being timed on everything. I had the directions on the screen. I knew, okay, I'm going to flow from this book and then we're going to ease into this lesson because it flows so well. When I'm prepared for class, everything flows. Being prepared comes with making my copies, making my lesson plans, making my PowerPoints, having my class set up the right way that's conducive for the learning that day. If I need to make sure my technology working, make sure my technology working, everything is on the board, my my room is clean, it's neat, it's in order, I'm being prepared. And then I also want to just add, friends, as I close out, because we push in 20 minutes, I just want to add, enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy teaching. Have fun in your space. Let the kids know that you like them. You're happy to be there, that you enjoy what you're doing. They will feed off of you. When you're happy, when you're positive, when you're consistently trying and letting them know that you do have their best interests in heart, that you do respect them as people, they will return that to you. Remember, friend, you are in control You are in charge. That is your classroom. You deserve to be there. Do not be afraid to reach out for help. I'm here. Holla at me. I love you, sisters. I love you, brothers. If some of my male teacher friends were listening, hey, I love us. We are doing our best to get through this, and that is all we can do. Lord God, I thank you for peace. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for giving us strength to command what we need to command in our classroom so that our students can be successful. Thank you for giving us the right tools, the right systems, the right routines, the right attitude, the right everything that we need, oh God, so that our young people can be successful. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to feed into our future. Thank you for making us strong soldiers, oh God. Thank you for blessing us as people in our private lives, oh God, so that we can walk fully as ourselves in the classroom and once again give these young people the best that they deserve. Lord, I love you and I thank you. Thank you for resting on us. Thank you for walking with us. And thank you for being in our classrooms. Thank you for keeping the enemy away, oh God. Thank you for strong, smart, productive, hardworking young people. This generation will not fail, oh God, because you have placed teachers in their lives that are going to make changes. And I thank you for your power, oh God. I love you. We need you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Bye, sisters. Bye, teacher, classroom mommies.